Faith, Hope and Love, episode 240, the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time, year A. That wonderful image of the sower and the seed that falls on all sorts of different environments reminds us that just as a seed has within it everything needed to produce a viable plant, it will still produce nothing unless it's properly watered and nourished and finds the right soil or medium to take hold. It's similar to the idea of a delicious meal which contains all the nutrition needed to keep a person healthy, but the meal is useless unless it's eaten. Also like a light bulb that has the potential to light up a room, but only if it's fitted into a socket and switched on. How important is the environment with which the Word of God is received? We need to actively protect, promote and nurture that good treasure that we have received so that it will indeed bear much fruit by constantly staying close to the water of life. We need to actively protect, promote and nurture that good treasure that we've received so that we will indeed bear much fruit and we do that by keeping very close to the water of life that is God's living word and sacraments. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Love, it is patient The greatest gift in all creation A gift that's lighter than the words of you Not resentful, but gaining joy As for me, in justice I shall behold your face. I shall be filled with the vision of your glory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Hello everyone, and I hope you're really having a wonderful day, and the start of a wonderful new week, filled with blessings and joys. As one family in Christ, let us prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries by first calling to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you are mighty God and Prince of Peace. Lord, have mercy. You are Son of God and the Son of Mary. Christ, have mercy. You are Word made flesh, the splendour of the Father. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God.
Let us pray that God will keep us on the right path. O God, who show the light of your truth to those who go astray, so that they may return to the right path, give all who, for the faith they profess, are accounted Christians, the grace to reject whatever is contrary to the name of Christ, and to strive after all that does it honour. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the one who eats. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. The Word of the Lord The seed that falls on good ground will yield a fruitful harvest. You care for the earth, give it water, you fill it with riches, your river in heaven brims over to provide its grain, and thus you provide for the earth, you drench its furrows, you level it, Soften it with showers, you bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness, abundance flows in your steps. In the pastures of wilderness, it flows. The hills are girded with joy, the meadows covered with flocks. The valleys are decked with wheat, they shout for joy, yes they sing. The seed that falls on good ground, will yield a fruitful harvest. A reading from the letter of St Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revelation of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, 
not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labour pains until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia The seed is the word of God, Christ is the sower. All who come to him will live forever. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Chapter 13, verses 1 to 23. Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables. Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil, and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Then the disciples came and asked Jesus, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. The reason I speak to them in parables is that seeing they do not perceive, and hearing they do not listen, nor do they understand. With them indeed is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah that says, You will indeed listen but never understand, and you will indeed look but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes, so that they might not look with their eyes and listen with their ears, and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see but did not see it, to hear what you hear but did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. 
This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on the rocky ground, this is one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. The Gospel of the Lord. Now we are very fortunate to live in a parish where there are many important ministries working hard each day to make the message and the presence of God felt by many, particularly those who are yet to hear God's voice. Perhaps the most important of our ministries, at least in my opinion, is the one that gets very little attention and does have trouble surviving because most people really don't see the point. I'm referring to the children's liturgy of the word. We offer it only in one of our churches every other Sunday and not on school holidays and we seem to have great difficulty finding generous people who are prepared to offer their time helping young people hear the word of God pitched at the level of young people. The American theologian Monica Helwig wrote, A child's mind is like a seed. It can make barren ground fruitful but it is a fragile and vulnerable thing. If we don't carefully tend it and feed it properly, it's very hard to get it to grow the right way. She then went on to tell us that most adult Catholics these days learn about their understanding of God and their connection to God from well-intentioned but mostly ill-informed adults. Yet we seem to have held on to those beliefs without any enhancement or rational application for the rest of our lives. I believe that she's saying if we don't nurture and feed our faith knowledge, then we're doomed to thinking about and applying the word of God at 80 years of age the same way we did when we first heard about God around 8 years of age. Now that to me is an uncomfortable truth. Words, any words, contain an enormous amount of power. Power to change, to comfort, to inspire, to teach, to correct challenge or to change a life. Similarly, they can come to nothing and evaporate into the ether. Words are totally dependent on the one who speaks or writes them as well as the one who reads or hears them. And so it is with the word of God. Some minds are closed to God's words, perhaps because they think they know all they need to know about life and how to live it. Or sometimes they fear any new understanding of life that may cause them to alter their present perspective. In each of these cases, people become unteachable. Others hear God's word initially with enthusiasm and relevance, but tend to forget it when situations get difficult, or some other perspective takes hold. These people start out well, but get distracted. Too busy or involved in something else, and they prefer to take the less demanding path. Now, other people hear God's word carefully and gently. They work at trying to get to its meaning at ground level, and then later on at a deeper level, at its very roots. 
When they feel they have a good grasp of its meaning, then they try to act upon it and see how it can be applied through their lives. Now for these people, the Word of God finds a secure place to grow. For those who make the effort to understand it, ensuring that this Word becomes an event in their lives and becomes a fruitful thing, becomes not simply letters on a page. Underlying today's parable, there is a telling confidence. In spite of all the obstacles present in the various types of soil, the Word of God, despite apparent failure and repeated opposition, will indeed enjoy great fruitfulness. So how would you describe your response to the message of God? Does it take root in you? Do you make a serious effort to understand it? Do you welcome it with a great show and then go off and do your own thing? Do you hear it, but then smother it with your own concerns? Now, first of all, we should be patient with ourselves. Like all seeds, it needs time to grow. The sower knows that he has to wait for the weather and the slow thrust of life. There's no denying that the process will take time. The seed has first to be sown by the farmer who understands and cares deeply about the process of growth. And that's why the children's liturgy of the word is so important, because if the seed is not even planted in any soil, then no life will ever flourish. Nothing will take root. All our wishing for young people to know about God will amount to nothing if we just hope that someone else will step up before us. If we first take the time to nourish the word in the young, God will wait upon the gradual process. It might take a lifetime, and it might take struggle to grow. But eventually the word of God and our own word might become one, and that would indeed be a rich harvest. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us come before the Lord of the harvest, as with confidence we pray. For the Church, that like the seed that fell on rich soil, she may take the time to hear and understand God's word. Lord, hear us. For the world as it recovers from the coronavirus, that people will be given inspiration to offer practical care and assistance to others, and above all, compassion. Lord, hear us. 
for all who are going through trying times, that they may not give up, as did the seed that fell on rocky ground. Lord, hear us. For those in the rural industry, that they may be able to continue to work wisely with our natural resources. Lord, hear us. For all in our local community, that our faith may not be overcome by the enticement of wealth or the worries of this world. Lord, hear us. For all who are ill and those who care for them, that they may receive healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For those who have died, that after their earthly life, they may come to share in the glory of everlasting life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Creator God, We place all these prayers before you, spoken and unspoken, confident that they will bear fruit. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may this sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Look upon the offerings of the church, O Lord, as she makes her prayer to you, and grant that when consumed by those who believe, they may bring ever greater holiness. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you laid the foundations of the world and have arranged the changing of times and seasons. You formed man in your own image and set humanity over the whole world in all its wonder to rule in your name over all you have made 
and forever praise you in your mighty works through Christ our Lord. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one, by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen.
At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit through your death gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe to eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. The sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for her young. By your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, forever singing your praise. Here is a prayer for spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Having consumed these gifts, we pray, O Lord, that by our participation in this mystery, its saving effects upon us may grow. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Heartfelt thanks to you all for uniting here in prayer and reflection upon God's goodness and care for us always. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stefan Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2020. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I arise.